What's up everybody? Welcome back inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It's Friday morning. You know exactly what that means. It's time for bold predictions. It's time for predictions on the game. The bold ones, the offensive ones, the defensive ones, the offensive ones, I guess, if you want to get, get crazy with it, and the uh -huh. score predictions. Fellas, it's called Four Downs. We're here. It's Letterman Row. Let's get into it. Matt, uh, we're not going to waste any time. This is a huge one. Ohio State, Penn State, high noon in Beaver Stadium on Saturday. Bold prediction. High noon. I'm not expecting a shootout. But I am going to say, yeah, there it is. Um, Discount double check? No, nah, shootout, Tim. Yeah. High noon shootout. Bold uh, prediction. Ohio State will have two rushers that have 100-plus yards on the ground. Those two rushers will be Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams. After watching Ohio State down on the field not, not be able to get any push and run the ball up front, uh, the evidence is out there about this Penn State defensive front. It I like, is. I like Ohio State in the trenches against uh, this Penn State team. Two guys over 100 yards? Is that what you're saying? Two guys. 100 or plus? 100 plus. 100 or plus. Good, good uh, verbiage yeah. there. It's hard to hit 100 to stay there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. The, I'll get held to that in the comment section. And those two will be mine, Williams, and uh, Travion Henderson, not necessarily in that order. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> in no. that order. Not, what? not in that order, but those two will hit 100-plus. My bold prediction is Penn State does have a damn good secondary. But you know what? Every secondary has got that second or he's got that third or fourth guy. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I think so. That's the guy you got to find. That's the guy that Julian Fleming is going to find. Julian Fleming is going to have quite the homecoming this time. Uh, Julian Fleming is going to have minimum, I don't want to get that number way out there because of what he just said, uh, because he may not get all those chances yeah. <laughs> in the passing game. But I'm saying Julian Fleming's going to have minimum six catches for over 100 yards. I'm hitting the sitting there. Okay. The, the okay. Any touchdowns mark. in there, Tim? I'm not going to predict touchdowns because you never know. Me and Tim are but actually six catches, a hundred or more yards. Hundred yards for Julian. He had hundred yards last week on two catches. So. It would be his second consecutive and second career one hundred yard I mean, game. That's seventy nine yarder, man. That's still that was a great play against a mm -hmm. very good defense. And boy, did that quarterback named C.J. Stroud, the Heisman Trophy front runner, despite what you're hearing about Hendon Hooker, uh, boy, did he lay that ball in there. Tim, I asked Jim Knowles this week. You heard it, Matt. You probably heard. It. I asked Jim Knowles this week about defensive snowball effect momentum with turnovers and since 2019 wait a minute tell people how he shot that down but go ahead he didn't shoot it down well he, he just said, I see what you're, he said yeah. i see what you're saying yeah, yeah there's yeah. something to be said about momentum i think is what he said there's yeah, some momentum yeah, yeah. with this defense right now yeah. six turnovers last week against iowa putrid iowa offense we've we've already been over that uh, but now this is a different story for a different time the penn state offense is better but I think the defensive momentum on this roster is real right now. I've, I've seen Sean Clifford in big moments turn the ball over before. Uh, I'm not afraid to predict that he won't do it again. You know, you want to see me do it again? I think I will. Wait, I think, you said I'm not afraid to predict he won't do it again. He will do it again. Okay, okay. there you go. I want to make Which sure. Which is why my bold prediction is that he will do it again. Okay. I think Sean Clifford will have three turnovers. I think Ohio State's going to turn Sean Clifford over three times and turn this game on its head. I think that's um, an excellent actually bold prediction so i think ohio state's gonna you know whether that's picked off passes um one of the other things that i i don't want to run this too long because we've got a show to get to but one of the other things i talked to a couple of the guys about is you know tanner McAllister said guys are getting more comfortable in their roles they understand where they need to be more often and so they can kind of 
disguise things. They can kind of cheat a little bit to get back to their spot because they're getting more comfortable in this defense. That leads to turnovers. It, it just does because you're out of position, you get into position, and quarterbacks are confused. The confusing nature we always heard about this Jim Knowles defense, it's starting to arrive. Sean Clifford's an easy, easily confused guy when he faces elite defenses, and I think the Ohio State defense will get him for three turnovers. I'm just, I'm just flashing back to Tanner McAllister's first interception last week when he was just standing there and Peters threw it straight to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, that, those are the kind you relish because uh, the quarterback and receiver aren't on the same page. They're not even in the same book. You know what I mean? And but see, that's what can come from this defense playing the way it is, and there there are going to be things coming out of the out of the uh, defensive playbook we haven't seen yet on Saturday. That's, which is that's coming. You can tell because they understand this is a bigger challenge than last week. Which is and, and so Jim Knowles. I mean, I can see that happening. So which is, I guess we can move on, right? Which is why Sean Clifford's going to turn the ball over three times. Offensive player of the game. That's what I, I'm just backing you <laughs> up, man. Well, I was going to say wow. just real quick to touch upon that for Tanner McAllister to say that these guys, you know, his teammates are a lot more comfortable in this system. Tanner McAllister's played in this system for what four years, five years, five years, yeah. yeah. For him to say that, that that's not a, a light statement. That's not a statement for his teammates to have some confidence. That's a fact. Yeah. Three Clifford yeah. turnovers. Yeah. There it is, folks. Apple cherry. Now what are what we doing? Are we? Offensive player of the game? Offensive player of the game from Matthew Parker. So it'd be really easy to say that Mayan or Travion would be the offensive MVP, right? Makes Dallas sense. To me. It, it, yeah, actually, yeah. But uh you can't run all over a team if you don't get the push from the big boys up front. And I think Ohio State is going to want to just hammer the ball in between the tackles. I really feel comfortable and confident in saying that. And so it's going to be those interior offensive linemen as Luke Whipler and Matt Jones and Donovan Jackson. They're going to get the push up front. You can see a lot of things inside in between the tackles. And that's where the ball's going. And it all starts with those three. You got to name one. Nope. Nah, three. He's fine. Nope. You mean you can name a trio? These the guys, interior offensive line. Of the, so here's, of the the, week. here's the thing. If one guy messes up an assignment, it plays dead. So they are I all know that. We saw that important. Donovan Jackson could give you an example of that. You know, well, that's I mean, why. Last week. That, yeah. Tim, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say Julian's going to be your offensive player of the game. Yeah, I'm going I'm to stick with the guy I picked to uh, yeah. have a, a bold day. I'm going to yeah. stick, stick with that statement. But I'll tell you what, I'm not sleeping on Marvin Harrison Jr. You know for a fact he is relishing perhaps some one-on-one -on -one time with Joey Porter Jr. and vice versa. You know that's happening. Uh, but I'm going to stick with Julian Fleming because I think he's going to have more opportunities in the scheme. Go ahead. On Saturday. All right. In Beaver my, Stadium. My offensive, I thought that was all understood. My offensive player of the game for this game is going to be Emeka Ibuka. Uh, oh, see, yeah. I, it's my bold prediction was defensive, so I have to pick an offensive guy. Uh, Penn State's corners are good. I like Penn State's corners a lot. I actually like their safeties a good amount too. Yeah. But when you get a safety or a linebacker lined up on a Mecca, or you know, especially a linebacker because he does so much moving around motion, they're going to have to account for Jackson with their best safety. That leaves, like you said, the fourth guy is a lot of times the nickel or the safety. That's going to be on Emeka Ibuka. I think Emeka is going to be able to have a feast in this game. I think back to Jackson Smith and Jigba's true coming out party. He was really good before, but his true coming out party was on the road at Nebraska. We thought they had a good defense. They did have a good defense, but they only had enough for, to cover for two. That's what they I'm couldn't going cover. on. You're stealing, my, you're stealing my whole premise for why Julian Fleming no. is going to – I know you're talking about the interior. You're talking about maybe slot stuff working – 
a little bit better, but you're stealing my whole, other than that, you're stealing my whole premise for why I'm picking Julian Fleming. Well, that's why I'm picking Emeka. So. Yeah, no, I like that. We're I not. Like dueling uh, bold predictions. So I just think Emeka's going to be able to get open. I'm not saying he's going to have 16 catches for 250 yards like Jackson did at Nebraska last year. Yep. But I do think the world will be introduced in an official capacity to how good Emeka Buka is, and you'll see him shoot up that Belenikoff award. So, so far, award. folks, for folks uh, scoring at home, we've got two running backs going for over 100 yards. That's right. I'm thinking Julian Fleming is going to go over 100 yards receiving and right. you're thinking Emeka Ibuka well for him to be the offensive guy then he's got to go over 100 yards don't you not think? necessarily oh the quick well, math points to beat my guy he does that's over 400 yards bingo bingo right there bongo there. defensive player of the game uh I'm gonna go with safety Lathan Ransom this is a guy who earlier this week just got named to the Thorpe Award semifinalist list yep am I correct in saying that yep um, I couldn't help but notice watching that Penn State-Minnesota game last uh, Saturday. Penn State is going to want to go through the seams. They're going to want to stretch the field using their tight ends. And we've seen Ohio State safeties match up, I think, very well with quality tight ends this year. And Checks out? Yeah, the math checks out there. A lot of math on this show this week. Yeah. Oh. A lot of math on this show. All right. Um, <laughs> Lathan Ransom is on, the, is on that semifinalist for a reason and he's going to put the proof more proof to the pudding on Saturday against Penn State. Yeah, Tim? my pick is JT Tuimolowau. I think uh, JT Tuimolowau the, the matchup he's going to get is you know, possibly even a double team like he's been getting that a lot too, making things helping making things happen for other guys. I just like JT Tuimolowau coming off and having one of those cuz he was so close to having one of those uh, uh Lombardi Award kind of like videotape kind of games. Last week it was crazy. In fact, it was his big pass rush that helped set up that made their quarterback throw the ball straight to Tommy Eichenberg. Another one of those turnovers. Yeah. Straight to Tommy Eichenberg, uh, who then waltzed in with a snap move at the five-yard line for a touchdown. I like where JT Tuimolo, I like the way he's trending, and he's trending upward. This is the game when he really just kind of he gets to uh, – not just uh, smell the steak, but have a few slices. I am going to take Tanner McAllister, uh, who a lot of times will play the nickel, who a lot of times will play, he can defend receivers, but he also is good against the run. He's been very good this year. Um, and I'll tell you the reason I'm taking him. Penn State's two receivers that I, I think could give Ohio State issues are Parker Washington and Mitchell Tinsley, who are smaller guys who play some outside, but a lot in the slot. Yeah. Tanner McAllister is going to have his hands full in that, um, especially because Lathan Ransom is going to have his hands full with the tight ends, like you said. Tanner McAllister, he's going to have to play well, and I think he will. He, he, he has responded to every challenge Ohio State's thrown at him this year so far. I don't see that uh, ending anytime soon. So against those two slot receivers who can cause a lot of problems for opponents, I think Tanner McAllister is the key to this game for Ohio State defensively. Yeah. Of course, they have to. Have, Sean Clifford has to have time to throw the ball, which is where your guy comes in, JT Tuimolo, on that defensive line. But Tanner McAllister is going to have to be on his P's and Q's to win this game. You know, I remember talking to Tanner McAllister after the game last week and just thinking about his game and those two picks. If you do things the right way, this is kind of playing off of what you're talking about, about turnover snowballing. But if you just do things the right way, if you're where you're supposed to be, number one, a quarterback might throw the ball straight to you. And then the next time, the ball may come right off a receiver's hands and come right into your hands. That's exactly what happened to him last week. Now he leads the team in interceptions with three. So 
I'm uh, saying that's a good pick for you because I think karma is working in his it, on his behalf right now. Hey, you're the one who just you know what time it is? Five minute uh, rest, recitation about I'm why not looking at he's going to be the uh, defensive MVP of the game. Go ahead, man. You always think I'm out to get you, Tim. I'm looking at the clock because you know what time it is, fellas. Yeah, it's time for time. score predictions. Uh-oh. Here we go. So we lay it all on the line. Vegas likes the Buckeyes by 15 and a half. Vegas of, likes the local team. As of as of right now, right? Yep. I think Ohio State covers that. I think Ohio State is going to hang around 45. I'm going to give this Penn State team 17. Wait a minute. You don't already have your pick ready. You're just already tabulating it in your head. Tim, I've got no clue my score prediction. Okay, go ahead. We're 10 seconds from Well, from I already it. said it, but... But you interrupted me, so, <laughs> no, I, no, so you no, no, you had already quit talking. Then 45-17. 45-17? 45 Pretty good pick. Yeah. Pretty good pick. Well, you know, all the yards that we're, that we're thinking is going to happen mm-hmm. in this game, it's got to be high 30s, right? Buddy of mine, and he made a good point today. This is a game, who cares how much you win it by? you got to get a W in Happy Valley and yep. move on. Because this is that test. I mean, yeah, pundits, if it's, if it's a close game, pundits are around the – across the country are going to take shots. You know, Ohio State finally played somebody, and look what happened. Bottom line is, at the end of the year, it's how many Ws you got compared to how many uh, Ls you got. I'm just giving people a little bit of a inside knowledge on inside how the baseball, football yeah. playoff committee would think. Bottom line is, I agree with y'all. I think this is going to be a game of big plays. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it is. And I see Ohio State having a couple, three more than Penn State, and I'm looking at something like 38 to, man, 38-13. That's still a pretty good butt whipping. Yep. I think so too, Tim. Uh, do you remember watching the Penn State-Michigan game? Yeah. Okay, so in the first half, Penn State had a pick six on a ball that went off of two different helmets and fell into somebody's lap. Yep. And then a Sean Clifford zone read run to set up the other touchdown, and then it was lights out. Yep. Nothing. They got three. This Ohio State defense has gonna, is going to have something to say because the Michigan defense gets a lot of credit. This Ohio State defense wants that credit. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to get it after this week. They, I think this. I have the same sense. I'm not interrupting you. I'm just. Oh, I, yeah. Go I'm ahead. Help. I have the same sense that this defense. I mean, I said it last week, but it's getting. You can literally can see it getting better. Yeah. Getting tighter, like you said, more confident, being able to play off of what they're doing, not being stupid about it. I mean, you know what I mean. But yeah. baiting people, bait and switch. I mean, there's just there's there's definitely. Uh, a, a comfortability. Yeah, it's but a comfortability. It, but, yeah, there's comfortability that's setting in, but also at an aggressive state. I'm trying to remember what Javante, Jean Baptiste, how he described the Jim Knowles defense tonight. Now I've got to go back and watch the video to get it in my head again. But it was accurate as heck. But the main thing is these guys are playing offensive, offensively on defense. They're getting after, playing aggressive, and it goes into exactly what you're saying. They are relishing this challenge to play in Happy Valley. Which is why they're going to win 42 to 10, Tim. There you go. Uh, I, I don't see a reason to think that Penn State can move the ball on this defense if it couldn't move the ball on Michigan's defense. Michigan absolutely decimated these guys. I understand this is going to be in front of a home crowd. That seven might come on the first drive of the game. You get seven nothing, and from there it's over because Ohio State's going to pour it on after that. But I, I just I don't see a way Penn State moves the ball well on this defense that is getting no credit when really this defense has been the story of this program this year. And so I know the number one offense is here, but the defense has been the story of this program this year. They're finally going to get some credit after they shut down Penn State. They're going to win this game 42-10 to 10 and cover the spread. That's Tim May, the 40-year vet.
that's Matt Parker, the recruiting extraordinaire photographer. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm Fire Spencer Holbrook. All three of us will be heading to Happy Valley later on today for the showdown on Saturday. That's why we're high... all smiling, right? That's yeah, right. absolutely. It's Football Friday in Columbus, no, it's Ohio. Happy Valley, yeah. Yeah, and, and we're heading to Happy Valley for the showdown at high noon on Fox, Ohio State and Penn State in Beaver Stadium. We cannot wait to get there. We will see you guys back inside Beaver Stadium Saturday after the game. Uh, again, that's Tim. That's Matt. I'm Spencer. Full coverage at LettermanRow.com, where we cover the Buckeyes this week and every week of the entire calendar year.